Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. Appreciate you joining me today on our chapter day journey, where we find ourselves in Jeremiah chapter 9. It was verses 17 and 18 that resonated with me this morning. It says, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Consider now, call for the wailing women to come. Send for the most skillful of them. Let them come quickly and wail over us till our eyes overflow with tears and water streams from our eyelids. Today's podcast is entitled, Mourners Need Not Apply. I love the photo that I featured on my post today of this podcast and find it at TomVanderwell.com. It was taken after my mom's funeral two weeks ago. The thing that I love about it is the sincere joy my siblings and our dad are showing on our faces that we were feeling despite the occasion. In my eulogy, I talked of the ways that I observed mom continually bearing the fruit of the spirit in her life and her daily actions. She wasn't perfect, but she was a woman of simple and absolutely sincere faith. In her final days, I learned a tremendous amount about the physical, mental, and spiritual process of death from the hospice nurses who lovingly cared for her. I also learned a lot from at hospice nurse Julie on Instagram, and I'd recommend that anyone with a loved one who's nearing death follow her. Her short videos were both instructive and reassuring for me and my family in the final months of mom's life. One of the things that I learned was that Whoever a person is at their core, their true self, well, that's what comes out in the end at their death. I asked a psychologist friend about this, and he confirmed it. As the body dies, he explained, there, there's no more energy to maintain any kind of false self-charades that a person may have put forward their whole lives to hide their true self. I saw one video from a death doula who had just been with a family through the death of a person who was a true narcissist. Even as an experienced expert, she was obviously shaken by the toxic spirit and venomous words that poured out of the deceased in their final hours. She ended with a recommendation that family members get counseling before an unhealthy person like that begins the descent to death. My mother's true self was evident in her death, despite the fact that Alzheimer's disease had wreaked havoc on her mind and body for over 10 years. I'm happy to say that it was nothing like what I just described. In her final days, her moments of consciousness were few, but she was still playful, constantly making us and those caring for her laugh. The hospice nurses and caregivers really loved her. I don't know how many times we heard one of them say, oh, she's one of my favorites. Her death was simple, quiet. It was humble. It ended with a gentle whisper of breath before my dad says, I think she's gone. And that was my mother. It was... I consider it a holy moment when a person 
who was in the room a moment ago is no longer there. I couldn't help but think of my mom as I read about God telling the prophet Jeremiah to call for the wailing women in today's chapter. Professional mourners were an ever-present part of the landscape in the ancient Near East, and the tradition continues in many Mideastern cultures today. Women are paid to gather, to wail, to cry, to sing dirges, and improvise signs of grief for the one who has passed. Grief was not just a naturally emotional reaction in Jeremiah's culture, but a professional ritual production. God's instruction for Jeremiah to call them was a powerful metaphorical message that would have resonated with his audience, calling for them to lament the impending deaths that Jeremiah is prophetically assuring his listeners will happen, provides this visual word picture of just how serious his prescient laments really are. But as I thought about this, it contrasted so sharply with my experience of mom's death. Yes, I'm going to miss her. Yes, there's a sadness in the reality that the woman who gave me life, who nurtured me, and who was always present when I needed her is suddenly not here on this earth. At the same time, I truly believe what I say I believe. She really is in a better place, and I wouldn't wish her back, trapped inside the frail prison of her Alzheimer's-riddled brain and body. I feel a very real peace with her passing. You know, the ancient sage of Ecclesiastes said that there's a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. But as a disciple of Jesus, I find that those contrasting times can also happen simultaneously. Just as Jesus said, quote, don't let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am, end quote. That's John 14, verses 1 through 3. Our family celebration of mom just two weeks ago was filled with more laughter than tears more joy than sorrow, more peace than pain. For me, that is a testimony of both faith in Jesus and the true self my mother's faith led her to be each day of her earthly journey. And in that, I rejoice. So professional mourners, you need not apply. I hope this finds you well wherever you are today on life's journey. Have a good one, my friend. Lord willing, we'll be back here tomorrow.